This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Just Wings, a.k.a. Chili's. Pasquale's Pizza, a.k.a. Chuck E. Cheese. Bad Mother Clucka, a.k.a. Doghouse. With dining rooms in stasis during quarantine, many staid chain restaurants chose to launch ghost kitchens to recoup lost revenue, often as entirely new brands that had no clear ties to their parent companies. Though the name of one such ghost kitchen, Aussie Kitchen, is a dead giveaway. Managed by Bloomin' Brands, owner of their flagship Australian-themed steakhouse chain, along with Carabas Pasta, Bonefish Grill, and Fleming's, Aussie Kitchen opened during the pandemic alongside Tendi's concept Tender Shack, offering more casual fare to delivery patrons perhaps reticent to order a to-go Bloomin' Onion and Melbourne Porterhouse. The success of these dual ghost brands, especially Tender Shack, has led Bloomin' Brand CEO Dave Dino to take the concepts nationwide in 2021, according to restaurant business reporter Jonathan Mays. But while that may be welcome news for stay-at-home eaters, it's worrisome for workers. While ghosts are inherently scary, What's really scary about the rise of ghost kitchens is further entrenching the app economy that undercompensates and abuses freelancers, while enriching tech bro shitheads like Uber and Cloud Kitchens founder Travis Kalanick. It remains unclear whether the model of abandoning physical storefronts for shared industrial kitchens that serve as hubs for delivery drivers is sustainable past quarantine. Though even pre-pandemic, growth in online ordering and delivery was outpacing food sector growth at large. But we'll soon see if Aussie Grill and Tender Shack can endure alongside the one-time dine-in juggernaut that birth them. This week on Doughboys, we return once again to Outback Steakhouse. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, the Squinter Soldier. Mr. Slice, mm. Mike Mitchell. Okay. So like the Winter Soldier, I got squinty eyes. That was from Chris in Canada, who writes, I've got a timely roast themed around the new Marvel show, since I know Mitch is such oh. a fan. Roastspoonman at gmail.com. He couldn't say he couldn't he didn't have anything for the Falcon? Like the Fatkin? I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stay. I've been I've been trying to stay away from weight stuff in general. I feel like oh. it'd be I, yeah. There's just because, different angles to play with. Because also you're fatter than I am now. Yeah, that's the, the other universe. thing. They could also apply to me, so <laughs> a little more self-conscious. Why? Because I'm eating. I'm eating dur- dur- during this at this episode. Speaking of being chubby, I'm, I'm I was eating a chicken Caesar roll up. It seems like you're eating something reasonably healthy. Like you're not indulging right now. And and I was going mm-hmm. to ask you. Because this is a we, we, you know, we had the episode come out with Jacob uh, last week, but this is the first episode we've actually recorded after this year's Tournament of Champions, uh, Munch Madness, which theme the theme was Pie Noon. We had mm. a month of just gorging on desserts. 
are you deserted out? Because I'm like, I think I might not have any desserts for a while. I don't, I, I'm not craving anything sweet at all. I had too much. I'm a little deserted out. I'm, I'm deserted out. I don't need, uh, you know, I got, I got the, the COVID shot the other day. And, That's right. um, uh, I cut a bunch of people in line to get it. Um, and, uh, I wore a gray wig and, uh, <laughs> used a cane. <laughs> Uh no, I got a canceled appointment. And I went to I, I at CVS Wags. I got I got the uh I got the shot. Um and uh and I was thinking of like a treat afterwards. And my mind didn't go to any sort of like a like how a child will get a lolly. Right. I wanted some sort of dessert. I wanted like some sort of treat or sweet treat after after I got the shot, but I didn't I didn't feel like getting an ice cream or anything. I I I got myself the new KFC chicken sandwiches instead. How was that chicken sando? Well, as I gotta tell you, we haven't had it on the pod, but it's it's good. Wow, it's good. As far as the shot goes, I could kind of. Do people say they can feel the shot going through them? I felt the shot going through me, like just like, but like, that's like any injection, right? You mean, or you mean in a more pronounced way than a previous? No, no, one. no. I guess I guess any injection, you could kind of feel it or whatever. You feel it coursing like through your your veins. I could feel it. Well, first of all. I'm not afraid of the devil anymore. I embrace him. That's another thing wow. too. That's a side effect. And I think Bill Gates, we should worship him and he's a God. But I also felt like it was going through my body. I felt like the, it felt like there was juice going through me. I felt, I felt, I felt it. I, I felt it going through. And then a couple of people said they, and our guest was nodding. So I, so I wonder if our guest agrees, but I, but I, I felt it. I felt it when they, when they gave me the shot. Do you think there's a chance that, in lieu of the COVID vaccine, you were actually given some sort of mutagen or super soldier serum? I think that's a possibility. Wow. We'll watch this story as it develops. Uh, it wouldn't matter because I would just be lazy still. Even if I had superpowers, I'd just kind of sit around and do fucking nothing. Is that Hancock's thing? Is that what Will Smith is like in Hancock? Is did I, did I, just rip off, I just ripped off Hancock? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. All right. Uh, howdy ho to Spoon Nation embarrassed uh always embarrassed but uh here's a little drop wags mama mitchell here she comes again my mind telling you no peeking mama mitchell wow is it her again my mind just trying to be supportive no boys can be delightful when she gets mitchell Wow. Wow. That's the drop. Who I, who I guess was, it, if, if you told me it was sung by ABBA, I'd believe it. Mm. ABBA? Did I say ABBA? ABBA. ABBA? More like ABBA Zabba. <laughs> what does that mean? That it was good? It's a, it's a candy bar. No, I know what it, I know what it is. Because it's a food-themed podcast that instead <laughs> of ABBA, it would be ABBA Zabba. Jesus Christ. Ugh, I feel bad that our, we got our guest here. He shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> some original vocals there. Always that, impressive when someone busts Very out impressive. Their pipes. It sounded yeah. like ABBA. ABBA? ABBA. ABBA. Anyways. I think it's ABBA. 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 I think it's ABBA. 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 Why was it saying ABBA? Anyways, 
Hey, Doughboys, my girlfriend was nice enough to indulge me and sing the lyrics to this dumb Mamma Mia parody oh, I wrote no, about I the bad. lovely Mrs. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. He made his girlfriend sing it. It should be ex-girlfriend is my guess. Uh, <laughs> all credit and praise should go to her. People can follow her at, at mc.dolci, uh, Dolce, I, I guess, uh, uh, on Instagram. Wow. Thank you so much for playing it. Sincerely, Alfredo Fuentes, uh, Solis Fuentes, at Alfredo of, oh, Alfredo O Film Geek on Twitter. Once again, for you, people Alfredo. who saw our, our live show, thank you, Alfredo, and, and thank you to your GF for her vocals. Uh, I People who saw our live show, uh, our live tournament finale, witnessed how you got ever closer to camera as the show progressed, you just did the same thing trying to read. Do you need reading glasses? Do you have some? Do you have macular degeneration? I just put on some glasses right now, but these are blue screen glasses, right? Uh, which don't really help, but maybe I do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, it was, it was the type was smaller, the font was small. It was like written in a font that got smaller as it progressed. Uh, yeah, because that's what it seemed like. Mitch, let's introduce our guest. Yeah, introduce our guest for God's sakes. Long overdue. We're very, very excited to have him here. A writer and actor from Big Mouth and New Girl, Joe Wengert. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you? Great. We're doing, doing, we're doing great. Yeah, we're good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for making time for us. Uh, now, Joe, Mitch is right now wearing a Nane Gang t-shirt uh, for a beloved Doughboys guest, Christine Nangle. You uh, have worked with Nangle, but also are from the same neck of the woods. You are from Pennsylvania. Yes. Yes, I'm. Nangle is from uh, Philadelphia proper. I'm from like mm-hmm. uh, 10, 15 minutes outside of the city. Oh, got um, it. And like I like what Quincy her, is to Boston. It sounds like yes, yeah, very similar to that. We we knew each other at UCB New York, but we never really like hung out. And it wasn't until we were working on Kroll Show together that we uh, put it together that we were from the same. Uh, zone and there were like four writers on that show that were all from the philly area which was very odd wow because there wasn't wow. that, wasn't that big of a staff on a comedy central sketch show <laughs> but philadelphia was well represented do you have you know of the schuylkill river i do know of the schuylkill river yeah I've i rode would... i rode on it i i rode on the schuylkill river <laughs> on what in uh in a boat i i i in a, in a, I, I was a I, I rode. I don't like to admit that I rode. I mean, I talk about it on the podcast all the time. You talk about it every we, other because episode. Because we talk about they, you talk about everything. They know everything you were about an, me. You were an NCAA athlete. You rode crew. I rode crew, but I, but I, yes, cr- like I knew also what crew was, and I like didn't, I was embarrassed. Like in some ways, I was embarrassed by it. I wasn't great at it either. I mean, as another thing, I was just trying to lose weight. Um, uh, which which I did at that point. I became a little bobblehead, like I told you, Wags, but uh, uh, still had zero confidence. But I was rowing on the Schuylkill, and uh, and and it's a it's a beautiful that whole area is very beautiful. That yeah, area in, in Philly. It's yeah, great. there's like a very like there's like it's wooded near the Schuylkill, and like mm-hmm. that's like mm. a nice if I if I if you want to have like a more scenic route back to the airport, that's a nice way to go. Uh, very windy road. Some boathouses now. Back then, when I went, like this is my freshman year of college or whatever. But they like, uh, I remember my mom and dad. Like while I was wrong, they like went and got Pats and Genos, and they brought it. They brought it the both of them mm. back. Oh yeah, for like a head to head. 
for a head-to-head. But then since then, like Philadelphians like hate Pats and Geno's, right? Like, aren't they like they're bad? That's kind of the that's the opinion on them. These are the two cheesesteak institutions, yes? I can't yes. keep up with the cheesesteak discourse, and I don't like it either because it's a thing where people ask me which one to go. And I honestly, I don't think I'm going to the best one because I didn't really like live in the city. So when I would right. go into the city, there was a place on South Street that I was more excited to go to just because it was near like cool T-shirt shops. And I went there to get my cheesesteaks. I don't remember the name of it anymore. I do remember that I saw local Philadelphia weatherman Glenn Hurricane Schwartz there when I got a cheesesteak one time. Wow. Great um, name. But like a couple of years ago, I had friends going to Philly and I was like, oh, go to Geno's. I just picked one of the two. And then those friends got back to me and they were like, those aren't the good places anymore. And you know what? It's just (laughs) it's low quality meat and cheese whiz on bread. It's like it's they're all kind of pretty close together. (laughs) Now, how is this guy named? The Hurricane, is it Glenn the Hurricane Schwartz? He was doing a thing where he would, I think he was having fun with uh, how he looked because he was uh, kind of a smaller guy with glasses who looked very nerdy and his name was Glenn Schwartz, but his name was Glenn like Hurricane Schwartz. Oh, that's uh, good. Because there was nothing about this guy that would make you think this guy is a is a hurricane. When I played football, they called me Hurricane Mitch and it was because there was a Hurricane Mitch just like around that time. So they called me Hurricane Mitch, but I was like very bad. So like it was never, it was never, yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of ironic. (laughs) There's never anything cool about it. Wager, I've told you that I remember in the first scrimmage I ever got in, I heard one of the coaches, Coach Glenn, yell, get Mitchell out of there. He's going to get himself killed. I heard this yelled from the sideline as I was in the scrimmage. And then another time, like the coaches like locked me in the equipment shed it was not cool. It was definitely ironic, but it was. So when you took me on a driving <laughs> tour of Quincy, Massachusetts, you insisted on making a stop at the equipment shed where you were locked inside during football practice. Like you made a point of taking just me to see that. Yeah, I did. And then it, it was weird. I, I got in and I was like, go ahead, lock me in there if you want. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> was it some sort of punishment or something? Why did they lock you in there? You know, no, they were funny. Coach Carter and Co- Coach Chrism, they were like. They were like, hey, like, uh, hey, Mitch, or like, uh, check what, see if there's like a pad in the back of the shed. And I was like, you're going to lock me in here. So I like went in and then they like (laughs) closed the door. I like that you were resigned to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It was coming. (laughs) It was fun. We, everyone had fun. And then they let me out the next morning and it was, it was great. (laughs) I really longed for that sort of relationship. I didn't play any sports, but I would have loved some good nature, like pranking or something from a coach. That would have been great. In high school, in gym class, I had a coach, Coach Franco, that went the opposite way as a gym teacher. And he tried to connect with me on like what he thought my interests were. So he would oh, always man. be like, uh, Wangert, do you see the new Star Trek? Star, I think Deep Space Nine was out at that point. And I was never a Star Trek person. So it was just like him kind of like identifying me as a nerd, but then yeah. me not being able to converse with him. Also, he was just taking a wild stab that you would like that you would like Star Trek. Yeah, he was like, This is how I view you. And I it was not how I was viewing myself up until that point. You, oh, man. Despite plenty of uh 
indicators that I should have caught on to. <laughs> That's, That's always... such a jock's perception of nerddom yeah. that there is that is just like one thing. It's like hey, if I get this guy, you jack off to Star Wars and Star Trek. That's what it is, right? <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? It's it's like, but there there you can like like I I am an into and you get all... culture, but I what. <laughs> I was going to say, do you get all mad when you're like, you don't have to be a nerd to jack off to Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like you, you, you'll you have like, it's it's like there's intersecting Olympic rings of nerddom, right? Where mm. it's like, like you don't necessarily know, you may know about Star Wars, not know about Battlestar Galactica, or you may know about comic books, but not know about pro wrestling, you know, but it all kind of gets viewed as like and you one might, hey, big glob. You might know all of them and, know, and not know how to jack off. That could be an issue too. <laughs> It was, there was like a jack off, sorry to keep this tangent going, but the other <laughs> follow-up question I remember from that was he would say, he he was saying like, there's a lady captain on the, I think it was Deep Space Nine, but he-, he Probably, I think it would have been Voyager. A uh, Voyager, okay. Janeway, okay, yeah. With Janeway, sure. Um, that, well, that's what he was trying to connect with me on. And there was a hint of innuendo <laughs> in his pointing out that there was a lady captain. <laughs> That's always a funny that that's always like a funny thing like uh when those guys will try to connect to like a teenager on something sexy and you're like ugh I don't want right. to fucking no uh, so Joe you're, you 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 gave you gave us your cheesesteak thoughts more broadly than that I mean are there foods that make you think of home whether they are uh whether it's something home cooked whether it's something whether it's a local chain uh whether it's a, a standalone location. Yeah, I uh, even more than cheesesteaks, I like uh, hoagies, which is the sort of hoagies. Philadelphia specific word for sub sandwiches. And there's a there's a place in my neighborhood called the Steak and Hoagie Factory that we would get uh, for takeout a lot. And I like that. And then um, I actually a, a, a food that uh, pops into my head at about when I think about home is stromboli, which is kind stromboli. of. Sort of like a calzone. It's like a cheese and steak inside, like a baked dough. Do you not know that, Wagger? No, I've had I've had Stromboli's before. Okay, I was okay, just okay. like like I was intrigued to learn this is like a local Pennsylvania thing. I yeah, no, I've gotten Stromboli's all the time. Oh, you were excited about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of places that will do a cheese steak Stromboli, and I wow. I will have that when I go back, and that's like not a good thing to get before getting on an airplane or immediately <laughs> getting off of an airplane. Um, but my main thing is um, I really do love Philly soft pretzels and I have like a real problem with eating all of them. If they're in front of me, like I cannot stop eating them. We were just talking pretzels just, just before this uh, Wags and I, Yes. And uh, and we were talking specifically that we're soft. We're like the soft. We're soft guys. We're, we like we like them soft. We're soft men. But there's a great place in L.A. now called Shappy's Pretzels that I will shout out. Oh, that, yes. Uh, is being run by a guy who went to my high school. Uh, but wow. we're, we're different classes, different ages. But uh, my wife, Holly, has picked them up for me a couple of times because she has a friend who lives right near where he makes them. But. He's like an actor who started making them just like on a whim. And now the, the business is kind of like spiraled out of control. I guess Ryan Seacrest loves his. Soft wow. Pretzels. Wow. Seacrest. But they're very good. They're they're legit. Was this guy like known as a pretzel guy back in the day or was it was this something new? Like I think a, like me, he was just missing it. And it's one of those things that you kind of uh, it's hard to sort of get right. 
mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing, uh, but he's getting it right. I'm looking at the Shappy's website right now, shappypretzel.com, and the, the celeb testimonies is, I mean, from a social media marketing standpoint, they got they got Seacrest, as you mentioned, they got Kristen Bell, they got Carrie and Earl Washington, Tyra Banks, Olivia Munn, Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Yeah. Uh, Lori Grainer from from uh, Shark Tank, even Lil Dicky's weighed in on these pretzels. <laughs> can I can I can I ask if can I ask about one celebrity? Yes. Has does Chappie like them? The the uh, Chappie the robot. Chappie is raving about these. Chappie's Chappie <laughs> chimed in. He says, "Call me Chappie now." After eating these pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people remember Chappie, is my guess. I don't know if it's a, a, a reference that stays has stayed with people, but uh, a fun movie. Do you ever see it, yeah. Wags? I I never saw Chappie. That was the. I mean, I like the premise of Chappie, and I like that he's called Chappie. Mm-hmm. But I never the, saw it. That's the guy who did District Nine. Yes, yeah, the District yeah. Nine man. Yeah, he did. He, and later Elysium. Chappie, oh, I, oh, or excuse me, Chappie, I only understand as like people making jokes about it on Twitter. One hundred percent. Nothing else about it at all. Yes, that is that is that is so many references now of like uh, things I don't get, and I'll just make a joke about it, and it just feels like it's just going to continue to be that way as I get older and older and just know nothing, <laughs> and. Just continually just reference things I don't know for the rest of my life. It's it's scary. Well, because wise. the alternative is you're you're referencing the things from our youths, which are growing and cre- which are ever you know because of the slow decay of time are are ever uh, distant, mm-hmm. grow increasingly distant. And so people like the, we listeners are born in like the '90s or the 2000s have no fucking idea what we're talking about when we bring up Alf or you know uh, the real Ghostbusters or whatever. <laughs> I'm two years older than you. Um, it's a uh, yeah. It's uh, I, I don't know. It, it, you, you do your best. Sometimes you're kind of fumbling through it, with mm. making a contemporary reference. You take a shot, and hopefully it worked. And you know what, Mitch? Your it reference was fine. It, it worked it knocked great. It, I knocked it out of the park. It was perfect. Uh, I want to return to hoagies real quick. What mm. what do you like? What do you get on a hoagie? Um, What's your personal fave? I like an Italian hoagie. I like to do oil, but no vinegar because the vinegar wow. I feel like will really overpower the hoagie. Uh, for a long time, I wouldn't get any may- mayonnaise or mustard, and I remember like my family, like my grandmother, being like, "I don't know how you can eat such like a dry sandwich," but I ate yeah. a lot of dry sandwiches growing up. Um, but yeah, I usually will go for the works now. Um, that's it. The, the, Do you the, mess with any local sandwich shops out here in LA? Uh, yeah, there's a place in, uh, well, there's Larchmont Wine and Cheese, which I mm-hmm. really love and uh, is is like two blocks from my therapist's office. So I used to have a real nice thing going where I would go and load up on like a big sandwich and just sort of reflect on all my feelings from the week and then just like <laughs> go and l- sit back in a chair with a belly full of sandwich and complain <laughs> to a man. <laughs> um, your, ther- your therapist keeps having to wake you up as you fall asleep. From- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a place right in, uh, I live in Eagle Rock now and there's a little Italian bakery that's really good, but I don't know the name of it. It's just like, it looks like a like classic Italian bakery bakery but they also do sandwiches which is really good oh, wow. and then there's a place in pasadena 
I'm going to, this is so ridiculous. I'm going to text my wife who I maybe could shout to, but I'm going to text her and ask her for the names of these two places. Uh, wow. And then I'll say them long after we've passed because <laughs> the conversation will continue. I can, I can do, I can do a dry sandwich. Sometimes I get, I'll get the boar's head, uh, Cajun Turkey wags mm. and then I'll, and then I'll do some Swiss cheese on there and then I'll just, and then nothing else. Like I'll just do it. I'll just do it dry. Will you uh, do it in like a panini press or something though? Will you, you will you toast it no, up? No, no, I'll no. Just it as is. Yeah. Cold yep. and dry. Yep, and I, I, I think, wow. I think, I think the taste works pretty well. I do, I'll do the sandwich, yeah, on a sandwich thin, and you really get the Cajun turkey is pretty, is you know, it's, it's pretty strong taste, and so you get you, it tastes, it tastes good to me. But I do when it comes to like an Italian sub or something, I like the works. I like to get uh, the oil and vinegar and and uh, and and pickles and hots. Hots is such yes. a more of a like a hots feels more like an East Coast thing, even though there, of course there's hot peppers. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't, I'm not into spice or hot peppers, but I remember mm. like being at my Nana's house, my dad's mom, and she would just like eat hot peppers out of a jar and just wow. like wow. sweat and be like, whoa, that's hot. <laughs> but like, just <laughs> loved it. <laughs> that's awesome. Just as a snack, she was doing this or? Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 that's badass. I feel like I, I used I used to love I used to do similar things too and I love banana peppers and stuff like that but my stomach can't handle them much anymore. I, that's 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 the issue is I just can't. If the day after I eat a hot pepper, my my stomach is is kind of destroyed. But I'm 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 with you in that sense of I used to eat all hot stuff and I used to not be worried about it at all. And now if I eat too much of it, it just it, 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 it like I get the sweats and I just can't do anything. It's 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 a fucking terrible situation. So that's why I pull back. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as, you know, as I said before on the show, you know, I'm a bit of a heat seeker. I love spicy foods. I don't have any sort of unless I go really, really spicy. I don't usually have lingering like uh, digestion issues, mm. but I will definitely I'm definitely get very sweaty and my nose is running and I feel disgusting. And it's the kind of thing like I feel like I'm really only comfortable eating super spicy foods in the com- in the comfort of my own home these days. Because I'm just a I'm just a dripping mess. I feel gross. Yeah. So why why do you not like them because of how they make you feel, or is it just a taste taste factor? It's all of the above. It's the sweating mm. and it's the lingering effects. And yeah, I just am not. I'm just not that into it. Yeah. You did not get that trait from your from your grandma. Mm-hmm. It did not pass through. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm adopted. Maybe this is how I'm finding out. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it's a thing because I've I've had I I known people who have been like okay I'm gonna get into spicy for whatever reason or like I can't have spicy but just as a, I just want to like I'll start by putting like a drop of Tabasco on my food and I'll just start just gradually get a cut you can build a tolerance for it but I'm also like if you're not into it mm. like I'm not going to be like an evangelist for for spiciness for for you know uh, having spice like if you don't if you don't like it you don't have to force yourself to like it like eat what you want to eat. I disagree, Joe. I think that you actually have to force yourself to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and are you giving me a strict timetable that I have to adhere to? Or? Yeah, I, I, within the next two weeks, I think I'd like Two weeks? To, to be <laughs> all right. I'm clearing everything else. This is all I'm going to do now. Do, you have two weeks to eat 
hot peppers from a jar or you're adopted. That's my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's. I, I'm I'm curious real quick about horseradish. Do you ha- do you also have a an aversion to horseradish, or you best around with horseradish sometimes? Because yeah. that's sort of a different sensation. Yeah, I don't really like that. I, that's seems Not into like it. Uh, yeah, that's like a punishment. Uh, or like, uh, yeah, that seems just like a food that's trying to hurt me or, or something. I, I don't mm. understand the appeal. I think the name, that. the name of it is bad. The name is bad. Horseradish is a bad name. Cause yeah. horse, I mean, it just, you know, like the idea of horse being involved in, in food at all is just strange. I so, disagree. I find it whimsical. It's like out of a Zelda game. Horseradish. It's <laughs> fun. I, it, it, I don't know. To me, it seems weird. It, it, horseradish just seems it's it's a it's an it's a strange name to me. I love it, by the way. I like horseradish sauce. I, I uh, I, when you go to Tam O'Shanter Wags, I'm putting it on. But I don't like the super strong one. I like kind of like the lighter, fluffy. You know how there's at at, at Tam O'Shanter, there's the two versions. Yes, there's, there's one like a super horseradish one, and then one that's lighter. I like the lighter, kind of fluffier one. I mess I mess around with them both, but I definitely like it. I definitely like the the clear out the sinuses, like super harsh horseradish. I'm also like one of those really? rare people who I will use like I will use my entire glob of wasabi over the course of a sushi order. Like I'll use all of it. Emma is nodding along. I, I I just love that feeling. I love that sensation. You're losing a lot of taste there, though. Like with Tamo Shanter, you're losing. you you got you got prime rib, and that 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 taste is just gone. Right? Isn't it washed well, out yeah. with that? It's not the only way I'll eat it. I'll have it just sometimes with al jus, you know, but I, I like to have some pieces with the, the the spicy horseradish on it. I looked up the etymology of horseradish, mm-hmm. and so it's from German uh, Meerrettich, which is sea radish, because it's adjacent to the sea, and then the uh, English began calling it Marradish, Meerrettich, rather. They mm-hmm. mispronounced mere reddish as mare radish, and so mare became horse, and that's where it came from. Oh, so, so there it's you go. True nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that it was such a fucking stupid reason it's called horse radish. <laughs> it's like a game of telephone. Uh, so yeah, so oh. but but you're talking about you're talking about prime rib. We're in the steak. We're we're in the steak family. We're steak country. Joe, mm. are you a steak fan outside of cheesesteaks? Like a proper steak? Is that a, is that like a treat meal for you? Yes, it is. Um, wow. I, it's a treat meal. It's also, uh, I got like a nice grill a couple years ago and it's like, I like to get steaks from the store and, and, and grill up a steak at home now is a bit, is a big thing that I like to do. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your technique and what cuts are you missing with? Uh, I mostly just do all fillets just because I feel mm. like anything more than that is like way, way too much. You know, I kind of, I just do basic seasoning, salt and pepper. I got like, my in-laws got me a Weber uh, cookbook to go with my Weber grill. And for a while I was doing like all the Weber recipes and it's like, just the juice is not worth the squeeze after a while. I was doing all this stuff, like preparing these onions and everything to go on top of the steak. And it was just like, you just want to eat the steak at the end of the day. (laughs) But uh, I did sort of. Uh, tried to get myself uh, a little education on how to prepare steaks, and I kind of landed back where I began. It it is fun to cook, and but it's also like and and you know I'm as 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 listeners of the podcast know I'm I'm not eating meat this year, uh, but but I was having some steaks over the last year, just making them myself and 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 years prior, but uh, last year I was cooking more and. 
I gotta say, like that, that that feels like a thing you would miss, just throwing something on the grill, huh? Why? Is that for sure? I think there is there is an element of that that that's that's very satisfying, just as like a cooking experience, but also, and I'm curious about about your feelings, Joe. I get stressed out because it's usually a more expensive thing that I like the most expensive thing I would prepare at home. I'm just like, oh, I bought this this like ribeye. I spent a decent amount of money on it, and I do not want to fuck this up. Uh, because then that's just like, I mean, I can all like having them, them just having an expensive, unsatisfying meal. Yes. I, I, I very much like to, when I'm cooking, have like a precise instructions. And I think steak mm. is a food that's kind of like, it's up to you. If you wanted to have it very rare, if you want to have it very well done. And I don't like that. I want to be told exactly how much time to do something with. So I feel a little level of anxiety of I'm going to go too far in one of the directions. I, I I'm 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 I try to make I try to cook a couple steaks while I've been back here and I'm ba- I am bad at it and I'm always just afraid that I'm gonna overcook it or undercook it and I yeah it it, it gives me anxiety. Uh, I used to like a steak au poivre. Have you ever had that, either of you? That were it's, oh yeah, well like the peppercorn sauce, the peppercorn, mm-hmm. and then and then they kind of light Delightful. it on fire. But I but I look why because I made bagels and pizzas over over this entire quarantine, but I I did not get great at at making a steak. But I found Joe like you're saying. Just a simple pepper and salt and pepper that can do it. That's all you really need. A lot of the time is just a salt and pepper both sides of it and put it on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll get into a chain that has a decidedly different approach to hmm. seasoning its wares right after this break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask Mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags, (laughs) and all those protesters out there... Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh boy, Mitch. Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles. The dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. 
That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up? Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? I've also gifted my mom an Aura Frame. That's right. Wow. This is the truth. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code Doughboys at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. Is this true? She got my sister one. And now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom a photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Doughboys. We're here with Joe Wanger discussing this week's chain, Outback Steakhouse. Crikey. Founded in Tampa, Florida in 1988. (laughs) Yes, crikey. Uh, No actual connection to Australia. And the same corporate ownership as Carabas Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, and Fleming's Prime Steakhouse, all under the Outback umbrella. Crikey, indeed. Crikey, indeed, as well as two new ghost kitchens that came up during quarantine. <laughs> Tender Shack, which mm. is has gotten pretty big, actually. Uh, it's like a it's like a Raising Cane's adjacent chain, and Aussie Grill, which is like their casual version. Uh, Wenger, you mentioned your steak fandom. Are, are are you someone who's frequented Outback in the past? Yeah, well, definitely in the past, because when we got one in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania, which is like one wow. town over from me, it was like the hot spot for a while in terms of like our local chain restaurants. And I remember waiting like 45 minutes to an hour for a table at an Outback. And like that was like my family would make that decision mentally. We're going to strap in. We're going to wait. We're going to go there before we're hungry and put it put in the time to get to Outback. And then the food really paid off. It was like worth the wait. It's the first that, time I remember getting the um the little food beeper thing. The viral oh, yeah. food beeper. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like these sort of chains, yeah, the 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 buzzer that would that would go mm-hmm. crazy, which is such a that's that is that's that was a crazy thing in fast food wise or or, or in chain restaurants, the buzzer. Yes. The buzzer is such a big deal. We haven't taught. We haven't gone in on the buzzer. I'm not sure how much there is to go in on. <laughs> uh, we could, we could get a full Patreon episode on the buzzer. Easy. The buzzer. Sixty is, minutes of paywalled content for sure. I haven't had a buzzer. I haven't done, had a buzzer in a full year. But I would love to have the buzzer again and 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 go back and sit in an out outback. I I I feel like outback was. It's it's when you're when you're talking about like the heyday of. Like if you were making a Goodfellas about chain restaurants, of like the, 
the heyday of like some of these chain restaurants. Outback is one of these big players. It's one of the, it's one of the, it's it's it was one of the kings. It was one of the kings of the scene back then. It felt like a big deal. It did why? Cause I, there there wasn't there wasn't one really too close to Quincy, and we so we didn't go. To, and my dad would make steaks a lot of the time. Like he would cook a steak on the grill on like Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we so we didn't we didn't hit we didn't hit up Outback a bunch. But my godfather's son worked at one, and he was like, and I was t- I, I said to him, I was like, I'm going to Outback tonight. The other night when I got it. And he's like, man, it's so, it's it's so bad now compared to when I worked there. It was like the best. He was talking about how good it was when he worked there. Right. So there's a guy who worked there, and he's like, and he now owns a restaurant. But he but he was like singing its praises of how good it was back in the day, which I agree with. It was good. It, it was, and I do feel like we have in the course of this podcast, we reviewed it two prior times, and I feel like we've kind of observed its de- decline. I mean, the first mm-hmm. time, which was was ver- our first time we went, I think was one of our first five episodes. It was very very early on the podcast, and then we went uh, in I think 2019 uh, with our friend Leanne Bowen, and it was like it was already not great when we the the first time we did it in like 2015 2016, and then this time that that visit was like we were sitting down and dining in. And we're like, oh, this really isn't great. And honestly, I kind of felt the decline further uh, with this visit, uh, which I'll get into. Uh, but Joe, you started to say something. I, I, nothing. I, just that I wondered myself if it was like me trying remembering just like being a kid where you kind of like right. don't know if something is good or not. That's like when I had the majority of my Outback meals. And if it's mm-hmm. just that I have a more refined palate. But I have noticed... Uh, a decline and I got it ordered in because of COVID obviously, but it's actually the second time I've had it ordered into this house. Uh, because when we first moved into this house, the first time that like my wife, Holly w- went away for some reason, I like ordered Outback for myself. here. <laughs> from, there used to be one like across the street from the Americana or around that zone in Glendale. And I ordered Outback for myself and just like trying to, I think, like relive some part of my childhood or something. And uh, yeah. it was very bad. And it was but worse this time, I think, even though the last time I was eating it all alone. <laughs> um, that's definitely a, an experience of the of the, uh, you know, when you're living with someone where you're living with a significant other or married and you you have that meal when they're away and you're like, oh, bo- wow, I could get anything. And for me, it's invariably something disgusting. Like it's like Wingstop or like Carl's Jr. Hardee's. I'm like I'm getting a big ass fucking bacon cheeseburger. I'm getting a bunch of wings and 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 getting real sloppy. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah, just about dude. to I was just about to brag how I can do it all the time, and then I realized you're both happily married men. <laughs> it's like Millhouse's Millhouse's dad bragging to Homer about his car bed. <laughs> I could get Outback whenever I want, but it, it still is not a thing that I do get whenever I want. Like it is. It's not. It's right. not. It's not one, but it, but it, but you know what? Also, in my head, I'm like, hey, I would love to. Wags, if I was back in LA and there was no virus, I would have loved to go and sit down with you guys there. Like, it does seem like a fun time. Uh, and and I'll say this: when I went, my outback was absolutely packed. There there were a ton of Mine people too. there, uh, which is bad, of course, during this pandemic. But uh, even the even the pickup was like the the inside and outside. It was just it was chaos. Uh, so there's there's still a lot of people who are enjoying it. There's still it, it it's 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 got its fans apparently. Yeah, I went to the location at the Del Amo Mall in Torrance, California. Which now, is what are you talking about? Bit... Ghost kitchens? Because you scared me a little bit when you mentioned ghost kitchens. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's and they're using the Outback because like I went to this location and they were like pick up for Outback and Tender Shack. They're using mm. the same kitchen that they the Outback kitchen to also prepare chicken fingers for a completely different concept wow. under a different brand. So they and we should probably review Tender Shack at some point because it's it it it's continuing to grow. Ghost uh, Kitchen so, is scary, but there's steaks there, so there's no there's no Draculas, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will say yes. the The outdoor dining was packed. There was a there was a like a forty minute wait list. It sounded like from what I heard, uh, and uh, you know this was like on a Sunday, and so a lot of people were brunching there. And I went to pick up, and even the pickup line was like, you know, it's it was pretty long. So they were pretty busy. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say, aside from the meal itself, the app redirects you to the website. If you open up the the mm. app to order, they're like click uh, click here to open the mobile website, which I'm just like this is so janky. This is so like not this is so like 5 years ago in terms of uh, uh, you know mobile interface design. Give me hey, a fucking app. Guess what? All you tech heads out there, you never thought before the pandemic you didn't think you'd get caught, but the doughboys have busted you with all this janky web shit. <laughs> you st- they- Star Trek loving <laughs> jack off and tech heads <laughs> it's it's the, it, we, the kfc was the other one we stumbled upon in recent months that just like doesn't Terrible. have a functional app how is this possible mm-hmm. anyway so uh, and i'll also say you know this year as as i said earlier no meat shall i eat i'm i'm eating vegetarian including you know the fish is included in 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 meat for my perspective i'm not eating any animal proteins this year and for a sit-down chain, I'm not saying like Human for Jordan. like a, a a fast food chain. For a sit-down chain, this has a very limited vegetarian menu to the point of being basically non-existent. Oof. Like there, you can you can sort of MacGyver some vegetarian items, but there's no pasta that's veggie by default. There's no vegetarian. There's not like a portobello sandwich or anything. There's not even a veggie salad. All the salads have meat or some sort of uh you know like like a, an anchovy base base in the Caesar dressing. And so for my order, there were three separate menu items I had to specify no bacon. They're just throwing bacon <laughs> on everything. <laughs> so it, it, it was a Nick, little bit of a funny. difficult experience for me. They were, for each of my items, I had to specify add bacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get into it. Joe, what was your meal? What, what did you get? Oh, man, I got way too much food uh, nope. from this place. Uh I got a uh, one of their uh, steak combos. So because mm. I wanted to get something in addition to a steak, but I in all the times that I've been there, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a steak from Outback because it was always a wow. thing for me when I was a kid. I would get the full thing of ribs and sort of impress my parents by eating all of the ribs as a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like a steak combo, and I just went with the sirloin and. I got Aussie twisted ribs, which is like some their newer mm-hmm. version of ribs that didn't exist the last time I went there. Um, and then for an appetizer, we got a bloomin' onion, uh, which I have to do because I again am chasing the bloomin' onions of my past. And I've told this story before, but uh, when I would go to Outback with my family, we would order two Bloomin' Onions and one would be for me to eat by myself. Wow. Which is really <laughs> upsetting. It's like that, wow. over 2,000 calories. <laughs> like just an insane <laughs> amount. But 
that's something that I would regularly do. So whenever I go there, I like I want the blooming onion, and it 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 doesn't travel well. But there, there, uh, yeah, it it's 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 a it's a tough traveler. But but also, I was we I got the blooming onion with my mom as well, and it was a thing that I was looking at, and I was like, if I ate the entire blooming onion, this is a thought I had. I was like, would I? It's could I die? Like it was, I was wondering yeah. if like, yeah, a man at my age with, with like a, the probably too much cholesterol already. I was wondering if you could just die from eating a full blooming onion. What, but you disprove it. You, you, you've disproved that, that, that thought in my head where you can eat one of those things and be fine, but it won't, they, it won't kill a 14 year old is what they should put on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's 14 seems, year old tested. It, 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 it feels like, it feels like one of it. It feels like one of the worst things you can eat. Just looking at it, and, right. and once you taste it, it just you can tell how how it is how bad it is for you. And 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 it is. I gotta say, even though it doesn't travel well, it is delicious. It's it's really it's good. It's it, the blooming onion is good. There's something in like that breading, like whatever the, that is seasoned. Like that's what's really the best part about it. But it's hard when it travels any distance at all. It just gets so mushy, and you need it to kind of yeah. be crispy because even when you get it in the restaurant the the sort of pieces of the onion more towards the middle just end up being like a, a little mushy clump of gunk but like towards the out outside of the onion it, it's it's a little bit better um no yeah you're on the clock from the moment that arrives i, I do you guys ever remember do you guys ever get the awesome blossom from chili's was like their ripoff mm-hmm. that they don't have anymore uh i never got that no how was it pretty much just straight up a blooming onion it was it was pretty much, but I mean, like, actually, I think I had that first because we just go to Chili's more often versus Outback Steakhouse, and it was great. I think I, I think I maybe had that first too. I, yeah, I gotta say, I think the Bloomin' Onion is better. I, I think the I think it's better. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense that it stuck around. Though everything here, I mean, everything I got just felt like I was wondering how many like like older men ha- have succumbed to heart attacks, for, like from and some of the like some of the cholesterol blocking their arteries is from this place just because i got that blooming onion and then also a ribeye and just eating those things, especially together you're like oh my fucking god yeah it's, it's just it's too much it is it's 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 crazy it's not it's you shouldn't eat you shouldn't eat that shit well, and I know that we eat this all the time, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't eat it. You shouldn't eat no. this shit. Well, I got home. I went and picked it up from the um, the Burbank, the Outback in the Burbank Empire Center. So I mm-hmm. ordered that and the blooming onion, and we got desserts also, which I guess we'll talk about later. But like, I got two sides, and with the sides, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get like a like I got the dressed baked potato, which was like the bad side." But I was like, "Then I'm gonna get." the seasonal veggies and they didn't put it in the order it was the one thing <laughs> oh, that they forgot it was almost like they were like you don't want these seasonal veggies come on i think that's a part of the ghost kitchen i think it doesn't exist i think there's <laughs> the, the seasonal veggies just uh, we i i i those two and, and it was like a oh it would be good to like try and then we was like no we're not going to but there's no there's literally like no other option that even sounds good for you there's no like corn like you know what i mean it's like there's no like corn or broccoli it's just it's like a mix of vegetables together that you don't even know what they really are or what you're getting and yeah I, th- I think they do have a, a broccoli side like a roasted broccoli or something but do uh, they really or maybe that's just a or maybe it's just a, a maybe it's, it's an asparagus i think yeah they definitely okay. have asparagus 
I looked on the website for the for the nutrition just out of curiosity after I ate it. And like there is a section like a health section and they have like health tips. But the tips are like, don't get dressing on this. Or like <laughs> one of the, the best tip was like leave room in the fridge. And it was like a lot of our meals could be split into two meals. <laughs> don't eat the full meal that we're giving you. <laughs> I like the the health section is just like it's just a warning to get out of the restaurant. It's like, get out of here while you still can. Um, yeah. Uh, no. well, well, you mentioned your blooming onions. I got the I got a different app because I was worried. I, I had about a thirty five minute drive uh, to and from this location, Ooh. and I was worried about the it, it traveling. And I've yeah. had the I've had the uh, blooming onion a number of times, and it's I I think I do think it's great. Uh, it's a little magic trick. I so I went I opted for the Aussie cheese fries, which are. They come with bacon by default, uh, but they are so the way I got them veggie style was as simple as they are just fries, seasoned fries with jack and cheddar and a house made ranch dressing. Also didn't travel great. You know, they got a little soggy and uh, the, the seasoned fries are not super duper seasoned. So this really was just a bunch of like wet potatoes with cheese. <laughs> that said, it was still good. I like I, I still liked it a lot. Like I was eating it and like Natalie was having some and Natalie was like, this is great. And the ranch they give you, their house ranch, which I'm not sure if is the same dressing that comes with the Bloomin' Onion or if they have like an aioli, but the house ranch they have is is a really good ranch. It's 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 got a so, lot of flavor to it. Like I this I, I honestly thought if I'd had these fresh, I would have loved them. So the highlight of your meal is soggy potatoes? <laughs> yeah, with cheese. It was good. <laughs> I, I eyed those. I did not. I did not get any. I didn't. I I, got, I went. I went for my sides. I got two different potato sides. Mm. Um, but uh, I I went with the that fully loaded potato, which is it's a very interesting thing because they they give you a wrapped baked like a a, a baked potato in tin foil, and then like the other thing, it's like butter, sour cream, bacon, and cheese, and like in and, and green onions or whatever, and it that all of that is just in another little container all. Very kind of sad. clumped together. Yeah. It's, it's in very a little sad. It's all in one tub. Cup. It's all wow. in one tub. A yeah. Little TV oh, styrofoam cup. Yeah. It's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. They, did they, you guys get the brown bread? I did. Mm-hmm. I think their brown bread is okay, but it just invites comparison to Cheesecake Factories, and Cheesecake Factories is just better. Like it's the same kind of bread. It's the first place I had brown bread. I will say that. I, I, mm. uh, so I so cheesecake came after, and it is cheesecake is just a better restaurant than Outback. Yes. right. We're not. We're let's not kid ourselves. But Nick, I, I went to the I went to the Randolph one next door to the Randolph movie theater, and I went with my mom, uh, and it was our, a little Saturday night dinner treat. Um, and uh, your mom is such a trooper. I can't believe she goes with you on all these outings. <laughs> There's, I mean, we're stuck together. There's, there's, there's nothing else we can do. <laughs> uh, but we, we drove there. We, and, and it was about like a 20 minute ride next to the movie theater. The, the, like that was like the, the better movie theater. So I was, I used to go to that movie theater a lot, but I don't know. It's in Randolph, whatever. And so we got a blooming onion and we got another app. We got the cuckoo, kookaburra wings, uh, which Nick, I know you're, a, you were a fan of not this year, but you were a fan of them, right? Yeah. I've liked those in the past. And that what are they're not like buffalo, but they're kind of like spicy wings. They're just kind of like a like a spicy rub. If memory serves, they have like a little bit of sweetness to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not like a traditional buffalo wing. And then uh, I'll go I'll go into my mains. I got I got the ribeye, and then I got the loaded. 
baked potato. My mom got the sirloin. She got a six ounce sirloin and shrimp on the Barbie. And then I got a house salad with ranch dressing. And then for another side, we got some steakhouse mac and cheese. And uh, and I also got the garlic mashed potatoes for for my second side. I got I went two potato sides. Um, I gotta say, and Joe, I don't, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but that ribeye, I just went with like the best steak I could get, and it was and it was good. It was it was the one thing that I was like, this is a good, it's a good steak. It tastes good. I like I, I had a bite of my mom's, and my mom was like, I like my steak. I had a bite of my mom's, and I was like, this is not nearly as good as the ribeye. And she took a bite of mine, and she's like, I liked mine until I had a bite of the ribeye, and now the wow. steak is bad. So, But we both did enjoy our steaks. We, we were enjoying the steaks. They they were definitely the highlight of the of the night. The bite of the night for me is the ribeye. I, I messed up because I couldn't. I, I tried to do steak to, to oh, you just, you the won't... steakhouse. I did get steak, but okay, okay. I my heart was still telling me to get ribs because that's what I used to mm. get there. So I I compromised my steak order, and the only way I could do a steak combo that included these Aussie twisted ribs is if I got the sirloin, which is probably the worst steak. Yeah, and uh, so it was just very like dry and rubbery. I it comes with this like garlic butter that if you put a lot of that on it, then it tastes good. But it that's because it's garlic butter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And Holly got like a fillet, and hers hers was better, or she 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 said it was better. Yeah, my, my mom got that same the same steak you did, and and yeah, it was I had a bite and it was not great. I also got the garlic butter on it, which I feel like maybe all the steaks should just have the garlic butter on it, no matter uh-huh. what, because it makes them taste a little better. And my mom went with the mushrooms, which were kind of they gave her like like an entire giant container, like more mushrooms than you would ever need, just a giant container mm. of mushrooms. <laughs> um, but the steaks the steaks still made a good outing. Uh. How were how were how did you like those ribs? Did they not they didn't stack up to what they were back in the day? No, I loved them. I loved them. I couldn't figure wow. out like how they were different than the old just like um, baby back ribs. Uh, but they're fried is what they do now. I looked it up. So they fry them and then they dip them in their sauce. Um, the, the my only complaint is like they're supposed to be drizzled with bloom sauce, which is the same sauce that you get with the bloom and onion. Um, mm-hmm. which is just some sort of like horseradish based sauce. And mm-hmm. as we've covered, I don't like that whimsically named condiment. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. I tried it on a couple of bites. It's too um, much. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if I like the name twisted Aussie tw- twisted ribs. I don't know if I like yeah. it. <laughs> it. It's, I mean, it just like, I, it, it seems, it just seems like an abomination, like a twisted rib. Like it's like it's very it's 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 an odd uh, odd thing to call them. But you're but like fried. But you're saying they like go into the deep fryer. Before I feel like they're like like what's happening. Exactly? Wagner, I feel like if you went to the doctor and got an X-ray, they'd say you had twisted ribs. <laughs> <laughs> it would explain it would explain a lot of stories you've told. But all right. Yeah, I think they get deep fried and then they get the sauce put on afterwards. Is my That's it, it makes sense based on what I was experiencing when I was eating it. It definitely were, there is an overall thing with Outback where it's like they're barely trying to do the Australian theme. Like Twisted Ribs is is just a name that they came up with and then they just throw Aussie on front of it to sort of cover their bases. And for sure. I, um, my wife is friends with, uh, an Australian guy that she used to work with. And during the pandemic, they had, she's part of this like 
uh, Australian, all Australians and Holly Prazoff workout group where every day, like a bunch of people are in Australia. So they do it in the middle of the afternoon, but they all like work out together. And so in anticipation of us ordering this on Friday night, she was asking them about it. And a couple of the Australians had never heard of Outback. And wow. then when she explained the concept to them, they were offended by it. <laughs> they wow. were like, what's the food there? And she was like, it's like steaks and burgers. And they were like, this is not our food. I can't do the voice. <laughs> First of all, the idea of Holly and all these Australians hanging out is the funniest thing on earth to me. I wish I could, I wish I could overhear this conversation. But yeah. <laughs> that is that's wild that they were all that they're all insulted by it. Yes, it it comes down. I mean, it's just it's it's its origin is the fucking uh, you know the Australian craze Crocodile of the eighties and nineties. Right? Exactly, yeah. Crocodile Dundee and and uh, Yahoo Sirius's Young yeah. Einstein, and then the fucking Duracell battery guy, and then all this got <laughs> lampooned in the Simpsons, and they cashed in on this, and and these these Floridians who had no connection to Australia just made this sort of Australian pastiche. And the theming really carried it for a while, but then eventually people were like, they it like that no one give it get, like after the Sydney Olympics, no one gave a shit anymore. <laughs> so it's it's yeah, it, it, you're right that they there are things like there's just like the, the, my question is who is this open for still then who I don't I, I don't understand this why is why was it, why was it even crowded when I was there it feels like a place. I guess maybe it's for a steakhouse it's cheaper maybe that's the like that's the sort of thing as you can yeah. Like, you can take your family there and you can get like a like every your dad gets a steak and and mom gets a steak and everyone else can eat and it's not super expensive but like my ribeye was $35. I mean like it that it was kind of expensive, you know, it's it like a it wasn't not pricey. So I think you're getting something that feels like it's like exotic or different but really you don't want that. You just want to have a steak. That's but a very you want to yeah, right. feel like you did something <laughs> <laughs> out of the, out of the wheelhouse. That's a very yeah. That's a very American thing of like oh, I want to feel like I did something exotic, but I don't want that really. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rainforest Cafe. Uh, I got the Mitch the state. You mentioned the steakhouse mac and cheese, which I also got, and I really thought was pretty bad. Oh, I was like, I didn't talk yeah. about it. It sucked. We my mom I and I it was awful. It was awful. It was like my 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 mom was like, "It's not cheesy." She started yelling. No, uh, no, it, it, it's like a weird, like like orangey paste that to me it all pooled at the bottom of my of the pasta. I think it's like a cavatappi or whatever. And and you had some of that, and it gave it some ambiguous savory flavor, but it's not cheesy at all. No, it was very oily. It, it was it was yeah. that sort of thing of like just especially with the travel or whatever. We brought it back, and that was that was a that was a real bummer. It was it was something where we both were just like, "This is not." This is yeah. not working for either of us. And also, as you know, my mom, like my, my mom is like, I, Nick, I told you this. she's like pouring like orange juice on like when we when we were doing when we were doing pie noon and we were having all these desserts. She was like, OK, I'm going to take this to the sink. She was like trying to throw everything away, basically. And with Outback, this is like it happened like 10 times because she was like, you don't want to eat any more of that mac and cheese. And I was like, I know I don't want to eat any more of it. And then I like would take a bite of it. And she's like, you shouldn't be. And I'm like, I'm doing it for the show. I want to see if it's any better. But she was like, <laughs> she was like constantly trying to throw things away because one, they didn't taste good. And two, it's just so clearly not good for you. Like that cup of mac and cheese for how, how, like how many calories it is. Yeah. 
it's it should be better. It just it's su- it's it's, it, yeah, it's not worth the calories at all. It sucks. There's I, I'm just re- realizing that a grim layer has been added to this podcast with you being back in Quincy, which is your mom, a lovely lady, uh, worried that the premise of this show will kill her son <laughs> and <laughs> trying to do everything to restrain you. <laughs> From endangering your body. This is bad. We should not be doing this. We should not be eating like this all the time. It's terrible. Yeah. Shit, Maybe sorry. you should just do a show every couple of months, honey, and then it'll be more of a special <laughs> treat for your friends. <laughs> I mean, um, she 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 has like been like you should like a like like a mom, mother bird does. You should just chew the food and spit it out. She she has had ideas like that. But I told her I'm true to the true to the listeners, and I will I'll eat myself to death if that's what we must do, Wags. We also just lo- I mean that's the other thing is like I love eating I just love eating this fucking trash. I just like mm-hmm. even when it's bad, I'm still just like kind of like it. And I I had I had met with a I think I said this on the podcast, but back before quarantine, I had was meeting regularly with a nutritionist for a bit. And she was saying the same thing. She was like, chew the food and spit it out or like have one bite and just have your judgment from that or like, or lie. Like just don't <laughs> eat the food and just say you did. Like wow. was was basically trying to do everything to caution me from actually doing what we do on the show, like, which is order full meals and eat them. I love this frantic nutritionist trying to be like, no, d- don't just do anything. Like trying to chasing you out of <laughs> chasing you out of the building. <laughs> I was emailing with a college friend who does a lot of like food reviewing for like a uh, publication based in Boulder where he lives. And he had just finished like a week of like cheeseburger tasting or something. And he was actually emailing to say like, he's like shifting out of that line of work now. Cause he's like, I can't keep doing eating like a hundred cheeseburgers a day, but he gave me the yeah. same advice of like, just chew it and spit it out. And in my mind, I was like, They'll know. <laughs> like, I'll have like a flop sweat and be like, it was uh, really go okay. <laughs> I was like afraid of you guys. <laughs> if, if Nick and I ended the podcast, like, we've heard enough. You're fucking full of shit. You've tainted our podcast with your lies. <laughs> that, the, 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 uh, the, I gotta say the mac and cheese was bad we and we got I, I, I got we got also got a potato a baked potato soup was my mom I got that too the baked potato soup which I was worried was I couldn't get the uh, clarity and nutrition wise if it had like a chicken base I don't think it did I'm hoping it was vegetarian it's possible I inadvertently had some chicken stock mm. in this uh, but I do think the soup was pretty I thought the soup was decent. It was like a, you know, like I like the chunks of potatoes. It was very oily. Here's the deal is that it comes fully loaded, just like the baked potato does. Like you, yes. you have to mark off the things and we just got it fully loaded, which was just too much. It comes with like the, like it comes with cheese and bacon and whatever else on it. And the bacon, the bacon's just too much. The bacon, it's the bacon bit scenario where the bacon yeah. is like a strong flavor. That's not good. It's not yeah. like real bacon. It's just bacon bits that don't taste really good, and 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 that kind of ruined the soup for me. We did not like the soup. We 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 were just okay. And honestly, the other side too. The the best side was the was the potato, like mm-hmm. the and 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 just because it was like a good hot potato wrapped in a tin foil. But then the everything part of it, like Joe and I were saying, is just that clump uh, in the in the in the jar, the clump in the jar, which is fucking gross. And and that was, but that was really the only thing that was good. The mashed potato, the garlic mashed potatoes, was they just are mashed potatoes, but it tastes very garlicky. 
they those were those were cold and they weren't great either. They it was all all the sides kind of were big failures. That that's a bummer. I I didn't I didn't mind my I didn't mind my soup again. You know I specified uh, no bacon, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it you know yeah it was it it definitely was. It would. It was not at all like it was also punishingly unhealthy. This was another thing that was just like thick and creamy and dense and loaded with carbs and 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 fats. Uh, the the last thing I got was the Aussie Cobb salad. This is again to to Wenger's point. They're just putting Aussie in front of something, <laughs> um, and because it, it has no connection to Australia at all. This is just green mixed greens, chopped hard boiled eggs, tomatoes, bacon, which I excluded, uh, jack and cheddar cheese again, and croutons served with your choice of dressing. I requested the they have a blue cheese vinaigrette, which they do there. And I was like, oh, I'll try that blue cheese vinaigrette. Instead, they gave me a balsamic vinaigrette, which is a bad fit for a Cobb salad. Uh, and that sucks. I'll also just say these greens were really bad. They were it was just like bad, like bagged iceberg lettuce. It was just really low quality. I, I honestly was like. If I got a salad, side salad from McDonald's, it would have better quality greens than this, uh, which was a disappointment. Very paltry amount of eggs. It felt like there was like half of a hard boiled egg just kind of chopped up in there. And so there just wasn't a lot to this. It was pretty, it was pretty insubstantial and pretty flavorless. This was really disappointing. Also, it was underneath, they like they packaged it underneath the cheese fries. So it was like nice. It was like warmed up when it got home. Interesting. And a little bit wilted. Not how I like my salads. I don't eat a hot salad. Uh, so uh, that, that that was a bummer as well. Is, is there any food we missed from anybody? Well, uh, Joe and I both got dessert. Oh, dessert. Yes. Touch on your desserts, please. Well, so Joe, we, I wonder if we got the same thing. We, maybe we did. We got uh, two things, as, as Holly and I do, so that we can each have half of a dessert. And uh, so we got the butter cake. And then we got the salted caramel cookie skillet. Um, mm. And, you know, they, they, these were the only two that seemed appealing. There is a New York style cheesecake in the dessert section, which I wish that they would have just called that Aussie New York style cheesecake. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the, the butter cake, I don't know. It didn't, it, it, it kind of had like a raspberry sauce that was supposed to go on top of it and some whipped cream, but it came all disassembled and just the, the cake on its own without that stuff. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that better Mm. with it? Um, And I liked the salted caramel cookie skillet mostly because it came with ice cream, but that's definitely one that I think you have to be in the restaurant for and like eating it out of a hot skillet. And it was yeah. basically like a manhole cover by the time I got the dessert. And like, it, it, I don't know, it was just super not fun to eat because of how rock hard it was. Um, I I actually got a I got a different dessert. I got the chocolate thunder from down under, um, which for everything that like for the name chocolate thunder from down under, like you think that's great gonna, name. It's a great name. Sure. But it's a brownie with ice cream on top of it. What, is, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it's a it is a chocolate it is a chocolate brownie, but but like like I mean, I guess most brownies are chocolate anyways. But like, and there's some chocolate sauce, but it's basically like a a, a chocolate brownie with uh, pecans, pecans. Oh, we already did this where we don't know if it's pecans or pecans. Both are valid. All right, both either one. They have both of them in it. It had pecans and pecans inside the inside the brownie. 
in this chocolate brownie. And my mom did comment. She said, ooh, this is pretty good. And it comes with the vanilla uh, vanilla ice cream, which is on the side. Wags, I tossed it in there. I know you're a big fan of vanilla. Tossed it in the freezer when I got home because it was getting a little melty. And then uh, just kind of like a boring chocolate sauce. And my mom thought it was mm. like syrup. I told you my mom's a little snobby when it comes to to chocolate. So she, she can make a hot fudge. She can make a good hot fudge. So she was not. She was not loving this, uh, this, this, this kind of thin chocolate sauce, and then there's like a whipped cream on top of that that you just kind of poured onto it. From, but honestly, as far as things throughout the entire night, my experience was that the proteins were good. The the, the ribeye was good, and then and and my mom's shrimp on the barbie were good. And we also had some coconut shrimp, but they traveled so poorly they were like mm. they were a mess. They they were they were not good at all. But my mom's my mom's shrimp on the Barbie, the ribeye, and the baked potato, and then this were kind of were kind of the, the highlights of it. And I did I did enjoy the blooming onion and 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 the kookaburra wings, but the blooming onion is just the sort of thing of you don't you can't just with two people, especially it's just is it's too much, and, and the travel factor doesn't help either. But the dessert yeah. was the dessert was a plus side. The dessert was dessert was one of the one of the winners. But being one of the winners, that's like still like it was like. A C minus. Yeah, like, it wasn't great. Yeah, and also from a, for a steakhouse, you know, this is probably a special yeah. occasion place. I mean, do you really want that to be your your signature? Like, you got a good dessert. That's that's a bummer. Uh, well, we should get to our final thoughts wow. on Outback Steakhouse. So, Joe, here's how this will go: We'll each go around, give a summation, uh, a, a closing argument, if you will, uh, regarding Outback Steakhouse. You can draw on this experience and prior experiences, and then end it. By giving it a rating from zero to five forks, you are our guest. We'll begin with you. Well, you know, for me, I think it is just I'm just going to be chasing a memory that I'm never going to be able to get back from Outback. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's something about they did something right, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where it's like they keep me going back for more. So even in the score, initially, I was like, I'm going to give them one fork because the only thing I really liked was <laughs> the Aussie twisted ribs. Um, and, but even e- eating that, I felt like this is pretty bad for me. And the highlight of the dessert was the vanilla ice cream <laughs> that like just came to go on top of it, which is not a good sign. But you know what? Yeah. I'm still giving them two forks because there's there's a 12 year old inside of me who's eating an entire blooming onion and he's he feels good about it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Two forks from Joe Wangert. Uh, Mitch, go for it. Well, it's not really fair to me because I feel like if I was eating out Outback Steakhouse with the two of you, I think, and, and, and Holly as well, I think we'd be having a, we'd be having a blast. We, with the, the four of us, well, my wife's not a- invited. <laughs> I can't bring Natalie. <laughs> no, Natalie's invited, but she turns us down. I was, yeah, she guess. wouldn't come. <laughs> like, you're going to Outback? Why? <laughs> Is this a bit? <laughs> Um, but I think that we would all have a blast. We would have a good time. And I think that there is something to that that I do, but the food quality, it's got Nick, the food quality's down under. That's that's it, it that's the wow. deal. That's it, it, it you need to flush this shit with no one likes it. Australia we found out Australians don't like it. Actively offended yeah. by it. Actively offended <laughs> by it. People from People from the prison continent of Australia who who are not offended by anything are offended by by this restaurant. That this is how bad it is. This stupid yeah. restaurant, Nick. So who was this for? And I and look, look. 
when I was talking about the Goodfellas, when I, the the Goodfellas of of chain restaurants, I do think that back in the day when 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 the, when there were these God restaurants, the Chili's and the Applebee's and and Outback, Outback was one of them. But just what is it now? That's my thought with so many of these places. Like, what is this? And the world is confusing in many ways coming out of this thing where yes. I'm like, what is a chain restaurant? Do we like any chain restaurants anymore? There, there So many of them are you mean dying. You mean like a sit-down chain? You mean yeah. Specifically, yeah. I mean, like, in my mind, Cheesecake Factory is the most popular one, right? Like, that, it feels like that's going to be like the... Like a, like that's as far as like these sit down chain restaurants go. Well, I feel like it's the one that's do, that's most stood the test of time. By the way, can I pitch on on good fe- uh, food, good fellas, real quick? Can mm-hmm. I just call it food fellas? Yeah, yeah, food fellas, sure. Food fellas, all right, great, all right, good. <laughs> um, I I think so I think what? there are there are newer chains that have come about that have like you know kind of burst out on the scene and people are like, oh, this place, you know. But I I think Cheesecake Factory is one of the few with staying power. That that scene in Goodfellas where they like go through the back of the restaurant. Food fellas, yeah. it's just it's just that over and over again. It never leaves. <laughs> they go through the back and it just leads to another restaurant. And then they <laughs> uh but look, the the, the 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 these a lot of gods in the in the in the chain restaurant world have fallen, Nick. They the, the it's it's a Olympus has fallen. Uh it's 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 the, this place is what is the use of it? I I it was packed when I got there, and and there was a guy mm-hmm. running to the cars, and and I was like, wow, this is a ton of business, and but I but my question is kind of like, why, why this place, why did this last, and why are like so many other places going under? And I don't really know. Maybe it is, maybe maybe it is just the fact that it's a, like a affordable steakhouse, or it is that like Joe was saying, it, it, it's that sort of thing of like, oh, it's like this Australian thing, and it feels like I'm we're doing something special, but it's really not. There's there's nothing special about it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm close. I, I, the steak was good. That is like the thing that like holds me back is that the steak was good, but it was a ribeye and it costs like $35. So of course it should be a better cut of steak. You know what I mean? Like it, sh- it should right. be decent. And so I can't give them too many points for that. Cause everything else was just kind of lackluster too. Okay. And also it was one of those places where after I ate it, I thought we should end the show. So I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two, two point five, two and a half forks. Two and a half. Still forks. a decent score. Still a decent score. Well, from, I mean, like the if, they, if, they, if they gave if they gave me a steak that was they gave me a steak that was edible and like tasty. It just it was it was that sort of thing of like, what is this? What happened? I don't understand what happened. Right. This place used to be Grace. Do you think it's surviving off of irony? I'm trying to put in my mind because initially <laughs> I was like, maybe it's because of special occasions. Because that's when we would go when I was a kid. It would be a special occasion place. But there is something kind of funny about Outback. Like, yeah, right. I agree. So maybe people are just going because it's like kind of like a silly place to pick to go to (laughs) (laughs) that could that honestly that could be a part of it is like people kind of just like the idea of the restaurant still but even 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 that kind of kitschy side to it of like because i don't see outback commercials almost ever anymore i feel like right like like uh i never see i never see them being advertised or anything like that so like uh to me it just is kind of a ghost kitchen feels accurate because it feels like kind of this this ghost that's just stuck around forever and i and 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 wow. i i don't really understand why um 
That's poetic, Mitch. Uh, and to get to my final thoughts, it was. I, I will, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I I think the. I, I want to touch on one thing, which kind of, to me, I haven't touched on this yet, and this kind of made this this less of a fun uh, dine-out experience. A lot of chains during quarantine started developing to-go cocktail menus. Oddly absent at Outback Steakhouse, their only to-go boozy yeah. beverage uh, is the Bloomin' Blonde Growler. You can get a 64-ounce growler of beer. That's it. They don't have like any fun, you know, Mai Tais or Aussie margaritas. And like those should be in there. Like that would be, mm -hmm. that would make it feel like more of an event going there. As far as what the market is, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there are a lot of people who still just like it. I think also there, I, I think if you were like 40 uh, when Outback Steakhouse came on the scene and you're like 65 or 70 now, you maybe still just like it at the same level. Like it's just, yeah. you know, I, I so I, I'm sure that's part of its audience. You mentioned uh, you, you were talking through some of the these gold standard chains, Mitch. I, I looked it up. This is from uh, FSR Magazine. These are the the sit down chains with the most per restaurant uh, sales. Cheesecake Factory clearly number one. Number two, Fogo de Chao, which we reviewed. Wow. So there you go. And then uh, you know, there's a few others that I haven't heard of. There maybe Regional Capital Grill is on here. Yard House is on here. Maggiano's is in the top ten. Another Churrascaria uh, on here. Um, uh, so these are like places that are like big, like experiences, you know, it's like, this is like, this is like the new, uh, there's like an event here. It's like family style, or there's some sort of table side serving. And I feel like that's kind of perhaps supplanted a more traditional place, like an Outback Steakhouse in the consumer's mind. I, I just thought, I thought all my food was bad. And I do think for a, 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 a for 2021, you got to have some vegetarian options, because uh, that's a substantial amount of your uh, of your customer base. So, but I did like the Aussie cheese fries enough to earn that an extra half fork. So I'm gonna say one fork two times oh, for Outback Steakhouse. Wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we're gonna hey, we're gonna be kings in Australia. People are gonna love us for shitting on this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Hey, Mitch. I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator-in-chief, I'd call it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. You know it's like for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. <laughs> Moon's real cool. When the moon is out, there's never a doubt. The moon is cool. And when the sun's up high, you can't deny it's gonna be hot, 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 hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in the summertime. And the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm-hmm. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? 
I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love the I love the smell too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. I Come can... on. <laughs> the moon, moon is cool. Cool, cool, cool. 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 <laughs> the moon is cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour. Live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And Wags, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach, wow, green grape, wow, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun is hot, hot, hot. hot. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with Joe Wangert. We've reviewed Outback Steakhouse, and now it is time for a segment. I've got a food-related exam, and Mitch and Joe must compete for superiority. It's another edition of Slop Quiz. Oh, no. And the Slop Quiz topic this week is Australian Outback Location or Location in the Australian Outback. Oh, wow. So I will give you a geographic location. You tell me if it's an Australian city that has an Outback Steakhouse franchise or if it's a location within the actual uh, Australian Outback. So your options are Steakhouse or Actual. Okay, Any so questions? two things that I just don't know. Yeah, you're just going to be guessing through these. <laughs> okay. This was compiled by the Drop King, Robert Persager. Mm. Uh, all right, here we go. So we First just up. you just shout out if you think you know it or you're going to direct the question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a good question. Buzz in with your buzz in with your name and okay. then uh, say steakhouse or actual. Sorry about that. No, no, no. All right. First up, North Strathfield. Mitch, go ahead, Mitch. Um, I'm going to say this is a city with an outback in it. Mitch, you are correct. It is an Australian city with an outback steakhouse franchise. You have one point. Next up. Kings Canyon. Joe. Go ahead, Joe. I'm going to guess it's actual Outback. You are correct. You're both on the board. Wow. Number three, Campbelltown. Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, Is it a steakhouse? You are correct. It's an Australian city (laughs) with an Outback Steakhouse franchise. I had a real zeal for for volunteering where I'm truly just guessing everything. (laughs) Oh, man. Number four. I hope we 100% this quiz. I I would, I mean, I'd be impressed if you did. Number four, Birdsville. Mitch. Yes, Mitch. That's a town with this Outback in it. Mitch, this is a location in the actual Australian Outback. It's really? not a town. There's yeah. a Birdsville in the Outback? Yeah, Ville Apparently. sounds like a town to me. It yeah. does to me as well. <laughs> Maybe it's a town in the Outback, but it does not have an Outback Steakhouse franchise. Well, who do we talk right. to to fix it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Number five, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Parklea. Or jo- Parklea. Joe. Joe. I'm going to guess Steakhouse. You are right. It Fuck. has an, an Outback Steakhouse franchise. It's 3-1 Joe. 
Next one, Cooper Petty. Mitch. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, this is an, uh, it has an Outback Steakhouse in it. No, this is a location Fuck, in the actual was, Australian Outback. I was going to guess that, but it's weird. Cooper Petty. Cooper Petty. Is that all one word or is there a hyphen in there? It's two words, two, two words. separate words. Capital C, capital P. All right, a couple more here. Penrith. Uh, Mitch. Yes, Mitch. Oh, fuck. It's a place in the outback. No, Penrith oh, is a city with a, in Australia with an outback steakhouse location. All right. Just by the, the law of averages, I should be getting more than I have gotten so far. You have not. It is 3-1 Joe. And the next one is Broom. Broom. And I'll say this has a trailing E. Okay, Joe. Yes, Joe. I'm going to guess it's uh, Outback. Steakhouse. No, it is location wow. in the actual Australian wow. Outback. Wow. All right, two more. Long Reach. Mitch. That's a funny sound in town. No, it is location in the it. Australian Outback. <laughs> one more. Mitch, you're just playing for pride because Joe has this clinched with a 3-1 uh, score advantage. Final one. Wollongong. Um, Wollongong. Mitch. For pride. And also this one's worth four points. Uh, it's a place in the Outback. It is worth four points, taking you to a score of negative three because it is a city in Australia with an Outback Steakhouse location. Joe wins slop quiz. Just like a restaurant, we value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. And today we have an email from Brent P. Nick. Brent writes, yes. That quiz is about as fun as Outback is as a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the quiz sucks and Outback sucks. Take it up with a slop king. Uh, we have an email from Brent P. Brent writes, as a paramedic who works a lot of night shifts, I find that even going home at 7 to 8 a.m., despite it being prime breakfast time, my body still craves dinner food. As someone who's already not a breakfast fan, what's your opinion on fast food chains helping out us non-breakfast lovers and serving all-day dinner? Any tips to spice up breakfast food at the big chains for when I'm out of options? Here in Canada, very few big chains where I am, Toronto area, serve all-day burgers, etc. I'll even make a 20-minute detour after long shifts to swing by one of the few that do A&W Canada. I mean, of course A&W Canada has dinner all day because that's like one of the best chains I feel like we've ever been to, Mitch. It's, it's fucking incredible it's yeah, so it's good. Great. joe have you ever been to an aw canada no is it different from the uh isn't there like an aw here in the u.s there is but it's entirely different corporate ownership there was a schism at some point in the 90s or 2000s and so mm -hmm. it's just a completely different company with the same brand and it is so i mean it is so so good it's like the it's as good as fast it's food can get way better yeah yeah I'm excited, but whenever we go back to Toronto, you know, because Holly is from there, we're not eating a lot of fast food because she's like taking me on like the food tour of her life, you know? So right. I think if I was like, <laughs> I got to go to A&W Canada, she would be upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the question here is, Nick, a lot should of, fast a food chains serve all day dinner? Yeah. A lot of sneaky, great food north of the border. I mean, like a... Like For a, sure. I feel like you don't think of Canada as having great food right off the top of your head, but it, it's there's some great food up there. It's great. Uh, 100%. Yeah, it's not just the, poutine. And the fast food is better. The K, the KFC is better. We we were talking about this recently. Like uh, A&W is better. There's a, a, a few things that are better. But 
Taco Bell is worse, so it's not worth living up there. But <laughs> well, and also there there isn't Taco Bell in certain provinces of Canada, right? There's Another a whole reason. weird rights dispute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they just got Chipotle. Like wow. like so for for sharing a continent with Mexico, you'd think there'd be more Mexican food up there, but there there I guess it just isn't a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the 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 question is regarding all day dinner at fast food chains, and then. If you're you have to grab breakfast in a pinch, uh, anyway, to spice it up. I mean, my my take is yeah. They, they, if it's practical, you should serve the menu all day. Why not? Why not serve everything? I'd love it if I could get a fucking. Sometimes you might be cra- craving a quarter pounder with cheese at nine a.m. We always talk about McDonald's breakfast menu not going late enough, and then eventually they had all day breakfast. But why not all day dinner as well? Yeah. Well, that that it, it is it is funny to me because I feel like there has to be some sort of switch when like. There's eggs being held in containers and not burgers, right? Like I feel like there's like like the kitchen overlap, but there must be some point where there's too much going on, right? There's, there's got to be a logistical reason for it. Yeah. Um, yes. And I think it does make it a little special when something thing some things are only due at a certain time. But I, I, I have a memory from when I was living in New York. I when I I lived in Brooklyn for a while, and my apartment was across the street from a from a McDonald's, which was really really bad news. Um, but they were open very late, but it was only drive in at a certain point. And I remember mm-hmm. trying to walk through the drive in with my roommate, <laughs> <laughs> and they refused. They were like, "No, we won't give you food if you're not in a car." And yeah, that wow. always stuck out in my mind of like, why are you such fucking sticklers to the rules? Like it's McDonald's, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> just give me the burger. Like, come on. <laughs> You're saying this as you were leaning into the drive-through window. I've, 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 I've done, I've done, I've done this too. Where I, I went to Jack in the Box on and foot. I was, I, on foot, and I was like, can you give me something? But they did. I think they felt so bad. <laughs> I think they felt so yeah. bad for me. But I was again. I was doing what you were doing too, where I was like, "We don't have a car. I'm sorry." And then I, I like, I you know, I arrived up to the window, and they, I think they just saw me and like, just give them some food or something like that. Because I was twenty, I was twenty two, I was twenty three years old, maybe. But to me, that, I feel like this McDonald's were like, we're setting a precedent, and if we say yes to this creep, then all these creeps are going to be walking up <laughs> after hours. I I, I feel like. I, I, there's a part of me of like, at if you're getting a burger or you're trying to get a burger at like six in the morning, I, I guess it should, I feel bad for this person who's worked all night and wants it, but it just feels it's like a paramedic. The, yeah. Hey, I'm not saying he's not a hero. Uh, what what but, about like a cereal, but instead of milk, you do a big bowl of barbecue sauce. <laughs> 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 There you go. Problem solved. You freak. You paramedic freak. <laughs> I I will say that that one one possible solution here is, and obviously it sounds like you're maybe not wanting to get out of the car, which I understand, but like a Denny's, like a like a like a, a place, a diner that's open twenty four hours, a chain restaurant that's open twenty four hours will oftentimes just be serving their. They can make their dinner menu anytime, or they mm. might have like a steak and eggs sort of thing too. At a yeah, dinner, there you go. I feel like. It's it's I think I think drive I think the thing you're saying the, of of drive through I mean especially when it just becomes drive through only at some point which maybe is like uh, maybe that's a company thing of keeping you know weird guys like you and I out at four in the morning or whatever they're trying to do but <laughs> but but it it does feel it 
if you if you have the ability, I guess McDonald's should just have the ability to do it whenever. They should be able to make breakfast and lunch and dinner whenever they want to, right? Like I feel like yeah, if anyone can do it, McDonald's can do it. But I but I always just had a thing of if I was getting a burger at like six in the morning, it feels like it would have sat out, or it feels like something ha- like some food has to be sitting out or something for it to work, right? Like some something has to be sitting around for for one of those things to work. I I had I had a coworker who worked at McDonald's for many years, and this was back when I worked in the video game industry. And he I like like this was before all day breakfast was a thing. And he was just like, it it can never happen because the way the McDonald's wow. grill is set up, there's no way that you could. They'd have to completely. This was this was your, to your point earlier about logistics. Like it's just it's just an impossibility. There's no way to do it with the way the kitchens are currently set up. And although I never got specificity on that. Uh, but I trust the man. And then, you know, when they, so when they came out with it, even even there, it's like a limited menu. Like they don't have everything. And so I imagine they've they figured out some sort of kludge solution. But it's it's uh, I mean, you don't you also don't want to I guess the, the the be contradicting what I said earlier is like you don't want to make it a huge pain in the ass for the workers. Like yeah. You want to make it something that's that's practical. But I do wish that more chains had dinner foods at all times a day because sometimes that's what you want and yeah there are people who work night shifts who don't necessarily want a breakfast burrito after they've worked 12 hours yeah i get it i get it it just it seems it seems tricky just get rid of breakfast there's do that instead (laughs) there you go i don't know why i'm specifically thinking mcdonald's like because i i just i just i I, because burger king or whatever it just it i feel i feel like some of those places just will never do it but uh but yeah, at a place like McDonald's, which is a place that feels like it should be able to do it, even though according to your video game friend, it's it it is impossible. They should just they both options should be available. I, I think that that I, I'm I could be wrong here, but I feel like Jack in the Box maybe at some point went all in on having their entire menu available twenty four hours. Uh, so there might be some some equivalent of that north of the border, uh, or Joe's barbecue cereal idea. You always got that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're, you're kind of in a pinch there, Brent P. Sorry we can be more help. If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, you can join the Golden or Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. And by the way, if you want to take a picture of your cereal floating in barbecue sauce, hashtag Joe's Barbecue Cereal Challenge. <laughs> Tweet it at us. We'd like to see. We'd want to see what you got. We want to see you eat it. We'll re we'll retweet every single one of those that you share. So yeah, give us, send us your barbecue cereal. There has to be freaks. proof. There has to be proof that you're eating it, though. We want to see some sort of mouth picture. <laughs> Joe Wenger, thank you so much for for being here. Thank you so much for discussing Outback Steakhouse with us. Anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. What the latest season of Big Mouth season four is out on Netflix right now, so people should check that out if oh, you haven't yeah. already. There you go. And hey, long overdue, Joe. And sorry we sent you to a, you know, kind of a bad restaurant. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry no. I need something shitty. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. On the next Doughboys Double, it's an extra long episode to review the extra long movie Zack Snyder's Justice League, plus Snyder's Pretzels, with our guest, Teen Titans Go writer Maddie Smith. Why did you say that name? Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.